You're listening to Unraveling Rachel. This podcast is all about this journey that we call life and how we can live it more authentically so that it sucks less and feels better. Sounds good, huh? Hi there, friends. How are you all doing? Hanging in there, I hope. It's certainly been a weird few weeks for me and I've been making use of the time in doing a lot of self-examination and spiritual work and mind management, which has been really helpful because my mind can do some really crazy things and come up with some crazy stories um, motivated by fear and anxiety. Um, but I've, I, I heard a quote in a trance track that fear is an incredible act of the imagination. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. Fear is an act of the imagination, and so is hope. And both fear and hope um, being an act of the imagination actually require us to not be in the moment, to not be in the now. They are forward-focused rather than dealing with what's present. And that has been a theme that's really been coming up a lot for me lately um, and a lot for our world, I think. Maybe it's something that you've been experiencing too, um, but haven't been able to name or, um, you know, really sit down with um, because maybe you get swept up in it or maybe it's so overwhelming that you're paralyzed. So I'm just going to kind of off the cuff talk a little bit about this today. And I'm going to go back to a card that I pulled yesterday from my Hero's Journey Dream Oracle. And it is actually the cover card for the book. It's card number 30, Dream Redirection. It says, Redream This Situation. Which I think we would all love to redream the situation. Um, and ideally, it means that it wouldn't be happening. <laughs> We wouldn't have to deal with some weird virus. Life would just go back to how it was and we would keep being comfortable in what we had, even in places where it was uncomfortable. We just accepted the discomfort as um, acceptable. And what I'm seeing right now is so much of that stuff that we just kind of like brushed under the rug is being revealed, you know, relationships that are not strong are being highlighted at home, um, children's behavior, um, the importance of teachers and uh, grocery workers and essential workers, the fragility of our economic system, um, our own anxieties, um, our own we're really all being asked to look at our own mortality um, and there's and so much uncertainty in how we handle stress and how we process it and how it really affects our lives. And if we're really happy with where we are and probably a million other what ifs and uh, things of examination uh, that are going through our minds. Anyway, back to the card. Uh, there's also a quote I'm reading from the guidebook now. There can't be any large-scale revolution until there's a personal revolution on an individual level. It's got to happen inside first. And the message. When life isn't going your way, it is time for redirection. When you realize you are the director of your dreams, the ones you have at night and by day, you can orchestrate a change of course, tactic, or whatever else is needed. 
It is up to you to identify what is unfinished and how to close the loop in the most joyous and fulfilling way possible. If a dream is challenging, remember it isn't over until you experience a triumphant conclusion. If a dream is uplifting, remember it isn't over until you've received the elixir of the elixir, the wisdom you can embody and share with others. If you face a challenge with an important person in your waking life, change the scene in your private meditation or in the privacy of your journal to the way you most wish it would be played out. Life is a dream and you are the writer, director, and wardrobe consultant. And we're all wearing PJs right now. Um, Thus, you can rewrite a scene in, in a way that is truly satisfying to your soul. As you practice directing your dreams, you will realize you can also direct your life. Um, that, that's a loaded bit of stuff that's been, like, permeating in my mind and in my body lately, and that I've really been feeling since this whole thing has happened. Um, there can't be any large-scale revolution until there's a personal revolution on an individual level. It's got to happen inside first. It's got to happen inside first. And I think we're all being asked to go inside. Um, And from the inside, we have the opportunity to change the way that we think about situations. Um, And when we change the way that we think about something, we change the way that we relate to something. And we can actually influence our experience of that something. So in the, in the message here, it said, if you face a challenge with an important person in your waking life, change the scene in your meditation or in your journal. And we can do that, I think, with the things that are happening in the world. And we, can, we can't change what's happening in the world. We can't. I mean, maybe, you know, they're working on a a vaccine and treatments and all of that, and we can resist and fight the virus. We can find some way to eradicate it. But I think what's more powerful for each of us on an individual level and, and from there that ripples out into a community level or a family level first, so a, a community level, a world level, um, and we could go, you know, finer state, country, whatever. But you, you get what I'm saying. It's a ripple effect starting with the individual. Um, it ripples out when we see that we have some agency over how we participate in this relationship with what's happening. So the first bit is accepting that it's happening and then we can see what our you know natural reactions are the way that like that dream starts to unfold maybe from a place like we can see which direction it's going is it going from fear or are we then moving from hope um and in both instances when we do that we're taking it forward um, into the future instead of looking at now, which is great. We can, we want to cultivate hope. It's important to cultivate hope. It's even, I think, important to examine fear. 
Um, I have, my therapist has recommended, my coaches have recommended, all the teachers I've learned from have recommended, go into the fear, journal it out, write it out, and then just like let it be and realize that that's not actually here right now. And I think we can do the same with hope too, but it's always important to come back to what's here right now and what are my thoughts and what is actually within my control. Like, um, brings to mind the serenity prayer, um, which I know it, but I always like blank out when I go to recite it, that God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So in what we're dealing with right now is um, accepting the things we cannot change. That is where so much resistance comes in. We don't want to accept those things we cannot change because we want our way. We're like toddlers. We want it our way and we want it now and we don't understand why we can't have it our way and it's everybody else's fault that it isn't our way. Except that, going back to that quote, there can't be any large-scale revolution until there's a personal revolution. So we have to revolutionize inside first and create what it is we want and often when we're uh getting mad about not having things the way that we want them um we forget that we have the ability maybe not to change exactly what's going on but there is some agency to create something more like what we want um, instead of being a victim so which that, that brings me to something that I've been meaning to talk about on the podcast, and that's this, um, it's called the self-coaching model, and it's a model of Brooke Castillo. She uses it in her coaching practice, and she puts it out there for everyone to utilize. She's got great training videos on it on YouTube, and it's not, it's something that she wrote out and something that she uses in her coaching, but it's not by any means something that she created. This is just like how the mind works. And um, so there's a circumstance. We have a thought about the circumstance. We have a feeling uh, that comes from that thought. We take action based on that feeling. We get results from it. And I, I actually did speak about this in the last podcast, I think. And so I've been working with this. She calls it the think, feel, act cycle um, or the self-coaching model. I've been working with this in how I'm approaching the things that are going on, you know, like circumstance, um, going to work is dangerous, thought, um, well, actually, that's not even circumstance. <laughs> See, it's so easy to put some kind of judgment in the circumstance line, but like circumstance really is just what is. Circumstance, I have a job at a grocery store, thought. I'm exposed to a lot of people feeling, oh my fucking God, I could get this thing. Action, don't go to work. Result, stay safe. Or then there's, there's also another thought that's been existing in my head. Um, circumstances, I have bills to pay. Thought, I have to work in order to pay those bills feeling, if I work, I will die, you know, um, action, don't go to work. Or my, my feeling there would be that 
I have more responsibility to my bills than I have to my health. Like I've got to pay my bills no matter what. And that's something that's so ingrained in us, this importance of money. And I mean, financial responsibility and what finances are and all that. I mean, that's like a whole nother discussion um, and the way our society views it. But my thought could be my bills above all else. I have to pay the bills. I have to have money for all the things. And then my action could be um, go to work and the result could be get sick. So, um, really it's all the circumstance you can see is, is just circumstance. It's just a thing and it's real. It's not to say that it's not real, but it's our thoughts about that circumstance that then create what happens, that then creates the results. And that's where I think the dream redirection comes in. And that's where it comes from. Uh, it starts at the individual level. Um, we can become conscious of what these circumstances are, what's really circumstance, what's really belief, what's really um, just a thought. thought. Beliefs are just thoughts that we hold as real because we haven't become aware of anything else. Um, so there's power in beginning to understand that this is the cycle of how the brain works. It can help us alleviate anxiety and it can help us redirect our our dreams and our attention in a way and and help see things unfold in a way that feels better for us and it is such a practice um it is it i by no means have it perfected and yesterday i found out that someone that i know has tested positive and so many thoughts went through my head so many thoughts and I could feel myself living in fear and then going okay what happened to all that hope that I had before and then I pulled myself back into okay well what about right now what does this mean for me right now my heart hurts for people I know who may have been exposed the person who's going to go through this, um, everyone who's worrying about them, all the other people who are going to be exposed. I feel helpless because there's nothing that I can do. Um, I have no idea if I will get this or if other people I love will get this. I don't know how close to home it's going to get. Have I taken enough precautions? Like, do any of these things sound familiar to you guys? Because I, I'm sure I'm not alone in going through it. But then I realized I was holding my breath, kind of like I wasn't breathing even when I was talking about it. I was going back into it. I was sitting on my bed and I took it, sitting on my bed, which is kind of fluffy like a loaf of bread, which is what I think I said. I was sitting on my bed and I had a candle lit surrounded by some of my favorite crystals, which a lot of people have been making fun of crystals right now. And I don't care what you say, like, yeah, they're not going to heal anything, potentially, but they're symbols, and symbols are important. Meaning that we give to things is important. And I looked at them, and I felt grounded and connected. And in that grounding and connection with my environment, with my crystals, I came into a grounding and a connection with my body I noticed how my mind had like just totally taken over and was running the show. And I realized that I was sitting 
safely in my room that I had done the best that I could with everything that I had available to me to keep myself safe, to keep myself sane, to keep those that I love and who are around me safe and informed and sane, and that that was the best that I could do. And that was the most important thing that I could do because it, it was a, it's grounding and it didn't harm others. I wasn't out hoarding toilet paper. I was only taking what I need. And so that, that hoarding aspect and that freak out aspect, that is um, kind of living in that future fear-based reality. Um, and then you have the people who are out there just pretending like this didn't happen. And that is like totally ungrounded, not rooted in, in presence. Like, uh, it's like, it's not even hope. It's, it's seriously, um, daydreaming fantasy land, you know? Um, and so I wasn't doing any of that. I was, I've been taking it in on an individual level and looking at my thoughts and how I can really be here and be a part of how I foresee the outcome um, being the best that it can be. And also examining my thoughts about how adhering to certain things like sheltering in place and precautions I take and what it means to be without a paycheck and all of these things, examining the thoughts that come up around that so that I can maybe create something differently, um, redirect that dream. So I'm going to keep this episode short. Um, I, my podcasting mic has broken and I'm using my headphones to record. The sound quality is not quite as good. It seems to pick up a lot more sound. And hopefully that won't be too much of a problem for you to listen. And I do hope that you will listen to this. Um, I always say that I would record these whether anyone listened or not. And it's still true. But I really I feel that like now is the time that this needs to be heard, that we all need to learn from the experiences of one another. Um, I've started meditating again. It's only been two days of Vipassana, one hour sits, but um, Goenka says that the, the Tongma, the wisdom, Tongma? Or is that the practice? I don't even remember. But the shit that I learn is stuff I'm learning for everyone else that may everyone benefit from the wisdom that we gain through this meditative practice. And um, I hope that we can all gain from the wisdom of each other and have the courage and the patience to look at this think-feel-act cycle, this self-coaching model, and see how we're creating our reality and then take some ownership and have the courage to step into this dream redirection. All right, my friends, stay well, stay safe. Um, keep doing everything that you can to um, be grounded and um, just know that know that 
it's all going to be okay in some way. Um, we can't control everything. And that's, that can be scary. It can also be magical. And you get to decide how the uncertainty settles into you and your individual being and then how it has a ripple effect out into the world. And if you would like any assistance in reflecting upon your current situation, your current thought processes, um, I'm happy to help. So just um, shoot me a message. Uh, you can follow me over at Unraveling Rachel on Instagram. That's all one word. And um, feel free to direct message me there. All right. Till next time. Lots of love.